0: Welcome to The Raven Narratives, stories from the high desert. I'm Tom Yoder.
1: And I'm Sarah Severson. And we're the co-producers of The Raven Narratives.
0: Hi, this is Sarah. Leave a message after the beep. Hey, Sarah, it's Tom calling. Um, We have um, one more podcast episode that we need to finish up. So give me a call. I want to talk to you about recording a quick intro. Okay, bye. Hi, this is Sarah. Leave a message after the beep. Hey, Sarah. Tom again. I'm getting ready to work on Tom Gray's story podcast. So I just wanted to record an intro with you. And... Get this last one up before the next event coming up next week. All right. See you soon. Hello. Oh, hey. How are you doing? (laughs) I'm good. I've been trying to get a hold of you just because I want to um, put together this last podcast with Tom Gray. Yeah. And I was just Um, thinking we could record an intro uh on the phone. Yeah, I'm I'm actually, I'm already recording, so. Oh. (laughs) So do you want to go for it?
1: Yeah, I do. Our next story is told by Tom Gray, who told his story at the Raven Narrative in January of this past year. and The theme was Wild Places.
0: Tom was born and raised in Boulder, Colorado. In 2009, he left the U.S. in search of adventure, spending six years living and working in Asia. Tom enjoys making functional art as well as pursuing an ever-growing list of hobbies. He currently resides in Durango, Colorado, where he's pursuing his passion in wilderness therapy. Here's Tom's story.
1: Before moving to Durango, I lived in Taiwan. Um, I lived there for um, six years before making the move a year ago, and um, in that time, I, I, it, it kind of came to me that it was, it was time for me to, to move on and pursue other passions in my life. Um, and so, you know, I had, um, I had traveled a bit before, but what I wanted to do is, in, in leaving Taiwan and leaving those six years that I was there, um, I wanted to do like a a, a kind of a a celebration for myself. Um, I wanted to celebrate the the time that I was there and just have one more kind of adventure. Now, I I had traveled before and and been over Southeast Asia, um, but I wanted this time to be different. I knew that I was gonna be traveling for most of it alone, and so I wanted to find a, a different way to connect to people. As I was traveling, and so I thought, like, what what better way to, to bring all of myself and, and bring my whole self with me than to like put everything that I really like and enjoy into into a briefcase? Um, and so, and so that's what I did. I, I like to do like um, soldering and circuitry. So I, I um, what I did is I like stripped out the padding of the briefcase and I put this little like soldering device in there and. I figured what I would do is, is go around and like cut people's glass bottles and like give them back drinking glasses. Um, so that, that's, that, that's kind of how I started with it. Um, I put a, a glass cutter in the corner um, and so anyway, I started really just adding to this briefcase and, and, and making it something that, that I could kind of take with me and, and travel with me. Um, and I, as I was doing this, I was, I was getting really excited. I was putting my head into it. I was spending a lot of time on it. And, and something else was kind of happening, too. I had, a, I had a long-term girlfriend at the time who I was living with. And our plan was I would be traveling for three months, and she would come along for the first month for, for Vietnam, and then, then we'd go our separate ways. And so as I was building this, it, it kind of became known to me that what I was making was a bit of a symbol of me moving on. It was me, you know, finding something that I was I was excited in um, that that wasn't her, um, and so I, I started realizing that, but but still I you know was really engaged in this project and I, I wanted to do it more, so I I ended up you know building these speakers. I found some like open design um, site and, and built some speakers, put them in glass bottles, put them in the briefcase. Um, I even got this like electric keyboard that that um, I I could. It was made with like uh, electric paint, um, so I, I put that in the briefcase as well. And I, I, I got so into creating this thing that, and adding so many like things on my way, even in my last week in Taiwan, in my last few weeks, I, I was still adding and I was still um, doing different things, saying no to, to this event, um, you know, not, not asking a, a friend out for coffee or, um, you know, just putting putting a lot of time into that, and it it even got to this point of, um, as I was flying out, as we were going to to Saigon, the morning like I woke up at dawn so I could like cut some glass and, and make a um, a place where I could like guard some some wiring that was uh, that was in the briefcase. Um, when we got to Saigon, I I, I like was still building and doing stuff um, with, with this thing, and you know, <laughs> finally I, I, I finished it and we were on our way. Um, anyway, we, we bought a, a motorcycle in, in Saigon and um, traveled up from from the, the bottom of Vietnam um, all the way to the top, and um, so I, I had this briefcase with me, but... I, I never I, d- I didn't open it um, I was really conscious of like what this had become what kind of symbol that this thing had become in our relationship um, and so I just just sat on the back of the motorcycle and was a bit of dead weight for a while eventually we got to to the top of the country and I said one of the hardest goodbyes in my life um, I'd spent the the previous month completely falling back in love with with this woman that I was parting ways with. Um, So that was hard and it was over very very quickly after that. Um, So she left and I I continued onward. Um, I went through Laos and I ended up in Thailand. And my, my plan in Thailand was that I was gonna do this silent meditation retreat. Um, it started on, like, December 31st, and it went for 10 days um, up until my birthday, actually. So I, I thought that was a cool way for, for me to honor this, like, transition in my life. Um, it, was, it was a hard course. It was, like, more than 10 hours a day of sitting, um, like, silent, no no eye contact, eye contact or anything. It was a Vipassana course. Um, and so I, I finally came out of this course and... I was conscious that I, I had this briefcase with me and I, I still hadn't opened it. Even though I'd, I'd traveled for maybe a month without um, my, my girlfriend, there, there had been something else that was like really blocking me, that, that was making it so that I, I wasn't opening and I wasn't connecting in this weird, uh, or this, this, this way that I'd wanted to, um, and, and that, that was my fear. So coming out of that, I was like, cool, I'm clear headed. I, I, I know what I need to do. Um, and so I, I went to like the busiest street in, in Bangkok of like a, a travel tourist hub, um, Kosan Road. And I decided like, okay, here's my place. It's time for me to finally like open my briefcase and like find some, some weird connection um, from that and, and like bring, bring this part of myself into the world. Um, so that, that's what I did. And I got my briefcase and like... Fear overwhelming, Um, you know, I I pick this thing up and like try to go to like the first tourist I see with like a a beer bottle or something like that and you know, tell him that I want his bottle and then I'll give him back like a glass and he had no idea what what I was talking about. Um, I I must have been like just rambling or looked like a crazy person or something like that. Um, So I was like, okay, cool. Got the first one out of the way. and it inspired me, I, I, I did a few more times, I kind of like got a little bit better at it, but um, no, nobody, nobody could really understand what I was, what I was trying, to, trying to sell them, what I was trying to do. Um, so I thought like, okay, um, the, the cool things inside the briefcase, I should probably open that and maybe people will come to me. So that's what I did. So I opened this thing up, and um, you know, it, it looks kind of interesting inside. It plays some sounds. So I, I did that, and I was, I was kind of like on the road trying to lure people over. And then suddenly, yeah, like people started coming over. They were looking inside, and um, finally I was able to, to, to get somebody to... It was actually three guys who, who had bottles, and um, I, I, I cut them for them. And you know, so I'm I'm doing my process, and I'm like down on the road, and um, you know, like using my blowtorch and feeling really cool. And this crowd starts to like come around, and all of a sudden, like you know, I'm I'm finished, and there's all this like applause. I'm feeling like totally on top of the world, like sweet. This is what this is what I like wanted. This is what I was like setting out to do. Um, and so that crowd leaves, but more people like come with their bottles, and it starts kind of like cycling through. Um, so I'm feeling feeling pretty. Um, pretty excited now, and um, after a while of doing that, there there's this guy who um, who comes in and talks to me after after I do uh, some people's bottles, and he's like, "Hey, like, do you want to?" And we start having like a, a good good chat, and he invites me back to his apartment so we could like continue talking. And I thought like, "Sweet, this is this is it. This is like this is the weird connection that I was gonna find." Um, like, no other way than, than, like, putting myself out in this strange way into the world. Um, So I go back, and we start talking about, like, life philosophies and, um, like, just all these, like, cool topics, and and I'm, like, super stoked, super interested. Um, And and then the conversation turns a bit. Um, He starts talking about, like, these sexual exploits that he's had. Um, Then he starts, like, Commenting and like giving me compliments, um, and then it's like the shoulder rubs and things. Um, so I, I very very quickly, I, I realize that the connection that I'm seeking is is quite different from the connection that, that this guy is seeking. Um, and so, um, and, and and so I leave. So I, I walk out, and um, at, at this point, I'm I'm feeling pretty angry. I'm I'm feeling like. Um, very let down by the the interaction that, that I've had. So I walk back back out onto the streets, and it's just completely mobbed and crowded with people. Um, this is shortly after after New Year's, and there's all this like junk and trash in the streets. There's all these um, very drunk Westerners like walking around, um, and I'm I'm pushing through them. I'm I'm trying to get um, like, get back to to my hotel, and I, I'm, I'm all of a sudden kind of like hit by something. Um, maybe it, it, it was, I think it was a mixture between like coming back out from this silent, silent retreat and then coming back into such, such a, the, the chaos of the world um, from just being and feeling so utterly disconnected from all these people that, that I'm around and in that in that disconnection, there was clarity for me that I I had I'd built this briefcase to to find connection, but true connection uh, it can't be manufactured, it can't it can't be built. Moreover, I had spent all this time like pouring, just pouring my time in, into to building this when I could have been. Um, seeing uh, those friends in Taiwan that, that I had neglected, um, and mo- most importantly, that that woman that, that I was living with, so much of my time and my focus was was not on her, and it, it was it was put onto to, to this. so I, I actually lost that, that meaningful time um, in connection with that, that person that was most important to me. and uh, all that fear that I felt. That was my my fear of anxiety that that was the anxiety of um, myself around connecting to people around getting to know somebody and yeah by wanting to bring my full self forward i had actually just created something to hide behind Um, so the next day i bought a ticket to myanmar and i left thailand and closed my briefcase, I gave it to the first hostel that I got to um, and asked them to hold it to me, for me to pick up on my, my journey back home. And I, I went on to to seek meaningful connection and to have real experiences with, with real people and do that, do that without a gimmick, do that without um, trying to hide behind something or put something forth. So now it's sat in my room and it's, um, a reminder to me of, of the ways in, in which that I, I want to connect with people in my life. Thank you. To hear more stories like this one, subscribe to the Raven Narratives podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. And don't forget to share this story with your friends.
0: If you want to pitch your story for a future Raven Narratives storytelling event, go to ravennarratives.org and fill out the form on the contact page.
1: You can also see a gallery of our storytellers and find out what the themes will be for future events.
0: The Raven Narratives is a production of KSJD Community Radio in Cortez, Colorado. Find out more at ksjd.org. Yeah, you killed it. That was nice.
1: Support for The Raven Narratives comes from Red Scarf Shots Photography Studio in Durango, Colorado. Find out more at redscarfshots.com. Now for the outtake. <laughs> I'm still in
0: the grocery
1: store.
0: <laughs> what are you buying?
1: And all sorts of things that were not on my
0: list. <laughs> <laughs> are you hungry?
1: Yes.
0: That, that was you. your mistake. All right. Call me. Yeah, I'll call. Okay, I'll call you. Bye. Bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs>